everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Well, the great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> I'm telling him. You ain't saying nothing yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Uh, welcome to Everything Old is New Again with our buddies Abbott and Costello. You think, uh, well, I'm, well, let's back up before I ask the question. I'm here with the Say Hey Kid himself, young David Cohen. Hello, Douglas. Do you think if Abbott Costello were around when we were, are doing this show, or if we were around back then, either way, they would appear on Everything Old is New Again, or they would, be, would they be too intimidated? In a heartbeat, they would be on the show. Because <laughs> they'd see what great guys we are and how we can promote their careers. Exactly. <laughs> Not how they how we would be promoted by them. We wouldn't want to no, go that yeah. No, <laughs> So we're still trying to use them a little bit in their, uh, of course, heyday there. It was, of course, who's on first. Hey, I think to this day, that is the single greatest comedic routine of all time. I agree, and it's about baseball. Right. And that... Back in the day, and that was the 1940s, that was, and, and 30s, that was the time when baseball was America's pastime, uh, by far. Believe it or not. Yes. And, and now we've seen, like, Game 7 of 2017 World Series between the Astros and the Dodgers, so the TV ratings, and that's the Dodgers, fall 30% from the year before Cubs and Indians, and I know Cubs first time in 100 years. And the Indians first time in that's almost true. 100 years. Right, that's very true. But still. Uh, but still, you know, America, um, I don't know, the public believes even with the downturn of ratings in the NFL that they feel, the general public I believe feel that football has replaced uh, baseball as America's pastime. Yeah, I think that it's been that way for a long time. <sighs> yeah, Sadly we, for, for baseball fans like you and I. On the other hand... Like you and me. There Sorry, you go. I want to use proper English. Correct. We don't want to get into an Abigail routine about that. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, yeah. baseball attendance figures have remained stable at seven, approximately 70, 73 million people visiting the ballpark uh, since... 2004. What I mean by that is every year since two, the, that was the peak of ratings, or well, I'm not saying ratings, people attended, I should say, right. uh, from 2004 to now has been consistent. It's not gone down. So people are still going at record, are going to call them record numbers or as high numbers as it's ever been. Uh, Ever, I mean, back in 27, they, they were like 8 million people. So, I mean, it's it's a huge number of it's people It's not still. losing popularity, at least for people who want to go out to see the game. But I think TV ratings might be a little different story, right? Correct. Uh, and that's part of the issue that I think everything old is new again this week. We need to take it upon our shoulders. We have the knowledge. We have the technology. We have the connections. We have the connections. Oh, we don't have the connections. Well, we, no. we will eventually, well, yeah. some, if we live long enough. Right. And you're gaining people one at a time, one <laughs> little follower at a time on Facebook. One follower every six months. Exactly. And building on that. <laughs> um, but we're going to take all of that 
and devote ourselves to trying to find the panacea. That's a good word. I like that word. The panacea. I think I had that last night. A little, <laughs> little fried, a little butter. It's delicious. <laughs> God bless you, I was going to say. Um, for Major League Baseball's return to greatness. Is that even possible? And by the way, if so, are you listening, Commissioner Rob Manfred? Do you even know, by the way, that that's the commissioner of baseball? Isn't that a problem? It is a big problem. You're right. I, I had mean, to think about that for a minute. Yeah. yeah. He's so and, under and by the, the way, radar. By the way, he's not listening. <laughs> So we can say whatever we want to him. I will tell you this to you. I am going to take this show, the recording of this show, and send it to him. Because we're going to try to solve. We've solved the Kennedy mystery. We had to talk about UFOs all the time. We did. Yeah, we did that. (laughs) must have forgotten that Oh, yeah. You don't remember that show? (laughs) We solved. Remember Amelia Earhart? We solved that problem. Oh, right. Where she was and so forth and so on. We did all of that. She came in to the show and we found her. She she was uh, nice enough to. Well, that was no, that was a little. That was the ghost lady. The, the, we did uh, a book about uh, the, the ghosts. Uh, Carrie Ann. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, and the ghost of Long Island. So yes, it wasn't really Amelia. her. In, it was he was here in spirit. Her spirit was here. But exactly. I, I wanted to say that we've that had a good track record. A good track record. It's time for us to solve the baseball problem, if yes. you will. And so I just want to take a look at it in the beginning first. When we grew up, and I know this is all these old thoughts. This is <laughs> talking about, you know, the old back in the day, but back in the day, in the 60s and before, of course, this is... In the we're, 70s and the 80s, we're right, not that old. owning our experience. Yes. Certainly it was even more popular, I think, rating-wise, culture-wise. Uh, before you know, our time. Exactly. Yeah. The tele- it was before television, the radio ratings of mm-hmm. baseball. They, they saw how many newspapers did Babe Ruth and the Yankees sell back in the day. All of that stuff. Uh, the Cardinals must have sold t- newspapers like crazy. So we need to take a look at just a little bit of what it was like in the 60s and 70s for us with respect to baseball. I remember, first of all and foremost, and I know we can't do this now, but as a kid going to the park the ballpark, I'm going to call it that, the park in our neighborhood. We live in a suburban area. And every day, or every every day during the summer, or Saturdays when it you know was sort of still schools around, and going out there on our bicycles and parents saying, leave us alone, come back at 4 or 5 when the streetlights come on, if you will, or whatever particular time. And we played baseball. We rode into the deli and got a sandwich or whatever, came back and played more baseball. We played baseball, I'm, I would say, in a week's time, let's call it five days a week, we played probably 50 hours of baseball, maybe 40 hours of baseball. Kids aren't doing that these days. No. No, they're not even going outside. So if you're not experiencing the game hands-on, without mom and dad there going to, to the Little League, which is fine, but to us that was that was like gravy. It was like, oh, yeah, I got a Little League game. That was okay. That was a weekend thing Yeah, that was parents. cool because you, you got to put on an actual uniform. It was organized. It but was kind of cool. But was it as fun even as with your buddies? No. No way. Uh-uh. And we would go out to the park and we would play, even when we would play fungo, no pitcher, you fungo yeah. if you know what that is. For you, hours. You would throw the ball up and to yourself and hit it. Yep. And then you'd also do something like uh, second is first, so you can only use the left side of the infield, the left side of the ballpark if you're a righty. And if you hit a ground ball by you know by fungo, the third base or, or whoever picked it up, threw to second before you got the first, you were out. So you, so you can only play if you only had five on five. You you still could play even one on one. You ever play? Yes. We had a, we had a game where you just you threw each other ground balls, and the the other guy would pick it up and throw back to you at the first baseman. And if there was an error or it got by you, that was a single, and you actually had a simulated game based on throwing ground balls to each other. Right. And or yes, but another way, pitcher catcher. 
I'm the pitcher. I'm throwing to you the catcher. You're the umpire. If I throw three strikes or when I throw three, three strikes right. before four balls, that's an out. Keep doing that till you get three outs. If you walked people and the runs came in, that was it. And you would switch with the other guy once you got three outs. You would try different pitches. So it was in, I'm trying to say, it was in your life. Yeah. It's not in our kids' lives. No. And you could probably, a younger generation would listen to this, if they are listening to right. this, and say, wow, you guys must have been really bored back then. But you know what? It wasn't about being bored. It was about, that's all we knew. And you had to be creative and come up with ways to play and use your imagination. And, you and baseball with- was a good platform to use your imagination. And you play with your buddies and you had time right. in between pitches you had time in between innings whatever it was to play with you to, to, to talk to your buddies to, right. to kind of goof on them a little bit you got to know people we're not talking about I don't not want to put it down but not social on some media. social right. media give me a break right. we knew statistics we knew the stars of almost every team you could tell me any team and I'd tell you at least two or three people on every single team Right, you knew the now. You, now you know the guys in your fantasy team, and right, that's, that's basically it. it. You would listen, they, right? <laughs> there were day games. You would go with your dad, or even during the week, but especially on the weekends, or mom, whatever, family to a day game on a Saturday or a Sunday. You go to a double header. You you would you would have a baseball glove. You'd have the you go early. You'd have the uh, you know have your baseball glove signed, or even if you didn't have it signed when you bought it in, I guess you'd say Dick's now or whatever, but in the local store, you would you would have a signature on it already. Right, sure. A, a imitation yeah. signature. And, you, and everyone wanted to know, who do you have? You got Oh, you got Cheetah's glove. Oh, you got right. you know Mickey Mantle's glove, whatever. And you imagine that that was the exact same glove that Mickey Mantle used. Um, you had the baseball hats. You put the baseball hats a certain way. Some guys creased it in the middle. Some guys rounded it off. Some guys wore them backwards. So, you know, just saying, it was it was in. You used baseball cards in the spokes of your bicycle. Oh, baseball cards are so huge. Flipping yeah. baseball Flipping, cards. Yeah. You knew statistics of almost every player. You looked at the baseball cards. Right. You knew right. the backs. You knew, generally speaking, what these guys were doing every year. Yep. Kids aren't doing that. No. None of that exists. So we'll get back to it with some solutions. They don't know. The kids today, they don't. Well, how know. about yes? How about your mother says go garden? Don't go pick the weeds. Go cut the grass. The radio went with you. You turned the radio on and you listened to the ball game. That's you loved true. it. It was That's your buddy. Right. Those announcers. I learned baseball from Ralph Kiner, Lindsey Nelson, and Bo- and and uh, Bob Murphy and Phil Rizzuto. Um, the New York for the Met Yankees and New York Yankee announcer. That's right? how I learned baseball. Because yep. you listened, you watched the, the games. Exactly. Oh, listen, you loved it. All right, well, we'll be back to try to present you with some solutions to the issue of Major League Baseball. Are you listening? Coming Everything old is good. Oh, everything old is good. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Well, that's baseball, and it's my game. You know, you take your worries to the park and you leave them there. You yell like crazy for your guys. Good for your lungs. Gives you a lift and nobody calls the cops. Pretty girls, lots of them. The hot dog at the game beats roast beef at the Ritz. How could you not want to go see a baseball game at the... Humphrey Bogart presents that to you. A lot of pretty girls. You know, what do you say? A lot of girls and a lot, lot of them. Lots of Pretty them. girls and well, lots which, of them. Which would carry the day for you here on Everything Old is New Again? We're talking about baseball and the panacea of baseball. We're going to solve baseball's problems. Talking fast because there's a lot to do. But first, I want to ask from David Cohen. From that presentation of Humphrey Bogart, which is more attractive? The hot dogs? Lots of them. Oh, pretty girls. Lots of them. 
Uh, I think the steaks, <laughs> where, from wherever he said, that sounded good. Oh, yeah. Better yeah, than yeah. hot dogs for me. Sorry. A hot dog at the stadium is like filet mignon at the Ritz. I'll take the filet at the Ritz. But you're not at the Ritz. We're not, All right, if you're at a stadium, yeah, I'm not going to order that. Well, these days, yeah, you can get a steak at stadium. Pretty girls, lots of them. Doesn't carry the day. The hot dog does. I'm going to stay away from that subject. Uh, we're two yeah, married I, men, I guess we can't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not, not, not politically correct anymore for <laughs> it's our It's not listeners. even politically. It's not even socially correct because we're it's married not, that's and the wives are going to kind of say A better way to say, say it, yes. Listen, here's what, not that we're afraid of the wife. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> all right, listen. I'm going to suggest, make a suggestion to fix baseball now. We've talked a little bit about what go. baseball was like. And action. Here we go. I know it's a small thing. When you go to the ballpark, I don't want to hear any noise. I don't want to hear this uh, rock and roll to dance to hip-hop. I don't want to hear so, any of so this. So the sound system you have a problem with. Uh, it's not the sound system. It sounds good. It sounds too good. It's very loud. It puts me on edge. I can't talk to my my whoever I'm with. I'm listening to nonsense when Dave, Derek Jeter gets off the bat or whoever. I got to hear that theme song. This is we're watching baseball. By the way, in a park. Do you know what a park is? It's a park with butterflies and bees and grass and baseball. That's why we're out of it. I don't want to hear all this. And by the way, don't tell me when to clap. It's on the scoreboard. It tells you when to clap with big hands, telling you when to clap. I know what to. I'm at a park. This is. I'm telling you, this takes away from the experience. Am I wrong? I completely agree with you. However, can I just say something to your? Not to. I hope so. You're not a counterpoint. To say but the thing about baseball, and here's the problem. I think to sum up baseball, it, baseball used to be a timeless get right there's no clock and it used to sort of parallel the pace of life or a slower pace of life like the pace of a baseball game is the pace that you live your everyday life living our everyday lives is not what it used to be it's much quicker it's much it's much more screen focused and little short bursts of information i agree baseball is not like that you mean to tell me that you're happier with this fast-paced nonsense can't you slow down for an hour or two, and I'll get to the game time because that's part of the problem. Can't you slow down for even television for an hour to watch end of a game or two hours or to go to a, a ballpark for two hours to slow it down? Well, you and I can because we're collectively like 100 years, 150 <laughs> years old. But but uh, no, I think for a, a lot of people, especially younger people like our kids, it's it's really tough to slow I down agree. like that. I it's agree. not they're not used to it because they're not shown how to live a life that has simplicity in it. Once that's in a while. what's the matter with well, kids I'm today. You, it's, it's, but if you want to go that way, I'll, all right, I'll jump on that. With respect to technology, one of the most fun things to do at a ballpark, and I know it sounds not so much fun, but we'll translate that. You go to the ballpark. What's the first thing you hit with besides people trying to sell you food or, or beer? What do you? What is the guy at the booth when you're on the way into the stadium? What are they selling to you? Programs and yearbooks and paraphernalia, scorecards. Well, yeah, well that's in your that's in your score. correct. Yeah. But you know, okay, program we're on, we're program on. score. Right, same that thing. is so much fun. It inter it gets you to interact with the game because you know the stats yourself. You know what? You know I, what first the guys of all, did. I don't see those. Do you see those guys anymore? Now I, that you bring it up, I don't see them. Ah, uh, that's a good question. That's no, a good question. It used to be, yeah, the first guy you saw selling the scorebook. So here's what I suggest: uh, you don't want to do it in writing. That's now fine. you got me riled up. I'm telling you, because they've lost so much, and that's why they keep eliminating things. It's ruining the game experience. And you don't have an experience in your life that you can play the game. We talked about that last uh, section. And if you don't, if it's not part of your life that way, and it's not part of your life, observing it with a, with dad or mom, or family members, friends sitting in the ballpark and talking 
baseball. Let's not talk about other nonsense and songs and whatever. We're talking baseball to understand the intricacies of the game. Get an app on the phone, and I think they start to have this now, where you can keep score on your phone. You want to watch the phone all the time? Keep score at the ballpark on the phone. That's a good idea. And by the way, have some contests where you're at whatever stadium. They go, okay, anyone, did anyone get a good picture of that slide at home? Let's just say, right? If you got it in between innings, send it to blah, blah, blah number. We will pick one, and you will win, and we'll put it on the scoreboard, and you will win a hot dog or whatever it might be. Interact with the game. How about some trivia? Not trivia. Yeah, you can do trivia a little bit, but what you can do is, like you were saying off the air, how about what what's going to happen here? Are they going to hit and run? Are they going to swing away? Like an audience they, poll. Yeah. Right. Um, communicate social media throughout the stadium. People that are at the stadium maybe have a poll. Have the Yankees or whatever team it is send out you know an app that you can participate in and have a, a universal social media experience while you're at the ballpark or at home. How about you interact with people that are at the ballpark? Did you see that? You're sitting behind first. I'm sitting behind first base. Here's my angle of what that what just happened there. Whatever it might be, you can get people to interact with this game and have a lot of fun. They're not doing a thing with social no, media. No, they're really not. You're right. Apps. They're really not. That's a huge opportunity they could take care of. Now, uh, but the other side of the coin, though, Doug, is aren't you detracting still from your, you know, perfect experience of being in a park Well, I'm realizing by, by having people looking at their screens. Well, but gonna, I can't fight that. I can't even fight that when they're walking down the street and bumping into each other in New York City or wherever. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to... For some reason, we can't get away from the stinking telephones. I can't wait to put it away at the end of the day. I don't want to deal with this nonsense. But, okay, you want to get involved with it? Sooner or later, I think we're going to OD as a civilization just say, all right, it's enough. It's a tool. It's important. It's okay. But I'm not going to live my life with it. But we've got young kids that are hooked on it and so forth. That's fine. We'll get there. I know it's a whole other issue, but let's 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 play into it. Let's make okay. baseball yep. part of that experience. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's wonderful. Maybe they'll love that. I have no problem with that. So let's get involved with it. But part of that is reducing the time of the game. I used to watch Tom Seaver pitch for the Mets in two hours and ten minutes. Forget that he pitched a full game. That's a whole different issue. Two hours and ten minutes. That's not so bad. No. Four hours? Uh, Are who, you kidding who me? Who has that kind of time? To watch a guy fix his equipment, to listen to this crappy music. I'm sorry, this music in between innings. Listen to this music when every player gets up. they got to get in the box, step out of the box, get in the box, fix the gloves, fix the hat, fix their behind. It's enough. Fix their behind. They do. Listen. They're scratching all <laughs> over the place. It's it's. Oh, come on. Why don't we slow the game down to a point where the players are tweeting during the game to the fans? Why not? <laughs> Should I swing at this pitch? Yeah, no, exactly. Yes. Take take an audience poll. That's perfect. Yeah, ninety percent of the fans said you should swing on the or, next or maybe pitch. Maybe we could we could send a little <laughs> note to the catcher. Everyone dial one to the catcher for fastball, two to curve, and have the catcher actually call whatever's the majority. That's beautiful. One. Let the fans call the pitches. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's not such That's a bad perfect. idea. Yeah. But all right. So, but the point you get my ideas. Yes. You got to come on. They Come need on. to do something because right now, all these ideas that you're bringing up right now, what they're they're moving toward that they've done nothing, correct. nothing towards correct. That at all. And and by the way, I know you have to have commercials, so that extends the game. Okay, I understand. When you when you're changing pitchers and stuff, limit it. The guy's in a bullpen a hundred hundred minutes. He doesn't need to pitch so many pitches before right. he gets in there. Two pitches, that's it. Let's go. Get in the batter's box. You're allowed to get out of the batter's box twice or something like that. That's it. Get in the bat. You didn't see Babe. Look at go back to the film. You didn't see Willie Mays go in and out of that box. You know what Hank Aaron did? He planted himself in that box and that ball came in and he swung. 
And if he missed, he stayed in that box. He fixed his helmet for a minute. You could watch him do that. I'm telling well, you, you, you watch, and he stayed in the box. If you, if you follow the Yankees or you see him on national TV, you watch uh, Giancarlo Stanton. He does he does that. He's right. a throwback. He's st- it's, and it's weird because it catches waiting. your eye. He, he plants himself in the box and he doesn't move. Right. And you're like, what's... Something's weird going on with this pitcher. Batter. Is like freaked out. He's like, I don't. What am right. I doing here? I go, what? Just throw the ball, please, please. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. On it. Am I wrong? <laughs> I got to see all these finagling. Anyway, that's what. Next thing, we have to have a national game of the week with a national announcer that's well known or two, that, so that when you're watching the game, don't they have that though? They on- during the day on a Saturday, the kids right. can watch. No, they I do. want a national game. It's not regional. I want the oh, I national one game. game. One game that's on at 1 o'clock. Like fans on the national. West Coast will see the Angels no. and the Dodgers. No, and fans I want the these kids to experience the ex- what we did. Is that's Even though you could get any game you want these days on whatever, if you have enough you know stations uh, that you buy on cable or whatever, or MLB baseball, whatever. No, sit down and watch like, the old school Joe Garagiola and Tony Kubek. You know, your, your national announcers, finally this week my team is on there. I want to hear these announcers, what they have to say about my players and my team. By the way, the next week it's the Minnesota Twins. I haven't seen them all year long. they got a couple players I want to see about, which we'll talk about uh, the, the recognition of the players. That's different. But they got a couple players. I want to see them play the Cincinnati Reds. This is an interleague game. I don't, I've don't. i never seen these two team, teams play before. I Let think, me hear these same announcers. You know, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I totally now. agree with you, because, uh, and it's just my personal opinion. If it's not the Yankees, it's not my, my favorite team playing, I have no interest in watching baseball. That's your problem. That is a serious problem, and that's why <laughs> that's a problem. It is a pro- That's okay. why baseball is where it is today. Am I wrong or am I right? I don't know. You're looking around the studio at something. You're not focusing on me, so oh, I don't know. I have what to get I, out and get this clip going. <laughs> All right, we'll be back right after this. And everything old is new again. We'll find more <laughs> solutions to baseball's ilks, if you will. There we go. What happened in this game? We don't see this four games a year. They do. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. On the corner, the national pastime went on trial. Talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque. Especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. All right, uh, we're back and everything old is new again, talking about baseball and getting to the panacea of baseball. Listen to that song. That man had such a reveration, if that's the word. He revered baseball and those players so much that he, he wrote this classic song to include all of the his heroes of the day. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> what do you think that, uh, I don't care, what, what, but what do you think of this song today would sound like? It would be quite different. It would be quite different. Very I different. I have to think about that. I, we could come up with one. It would not be as And it would, be all, it would be all about current players. And all about home runs, be. by the way. And home runs, so right. It would be. Yeah. So-and-so yeah. hit a home run, you know, that's But why it. aren't they doing that? Why don't they have... I'm sounding like you. Yes. Let me, let me take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> now, shouldn't they be coming out with a popular song for baseball that resonates with fans, even even non fans that might might take an. Can't you get Jay Z or Kanye or somebody, somebody popular, popular right. 
that I might not necessarily like because right. I don't like either of those two guys. <laughs> but somebody that resonates with the kids these days, of course. And but do- no, they won't do it because it's not in the America. It's not in the panacea. Oh, I'm saying the panacea. I love that word. It's not in America's. <laughs> it's not in America's mindset these days as it used to be. Now let me just get. I want to complete my thought. I know you have a thought about this, but just listen to this game of the week. Is on the march. Sixth inning, second game. Look like the last time at bat, base hit. So his streak is alive. History is being written. And we asked his biggest fan about all the excitement. My name's Pete Rosedin, and I hope my dad beats Joe DiMaggio's record. Joe DiMaggio's record, he mentioned, he said, there's hard to understand that. Yeah. The kids, that was Pete Rose's kid. Yes. And the, and the kids, were, you know, they were talking. Uh, but, by the way, he kids. had like 50 bucks in that game, too. <laughs> the kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pete Rose had 150. No, but the idea is that was game of the week. And I know you, you may not, you know, this day and age, you can get any game you want. And you're saying you're regional. That's the problem. America needs a national pastime. And a national pastime has to be national based. In other words, what I'm trying to say is one day a week, we can have one game that's on national TV that kids can get excited about. We'll talk about announcers in this section, but because announcers, they respect and know. And their team, which may be in fourth place, but they're on game of the week and they don't even get a chance to see them, let's say, against uh, some other rival, even interleague play, whatever it might be, and don't get a chance to see those players, let me see what these announcers have to say about my team and so forth. You know, you know, it's a little fresh air from hearing your old regional announcer to hear a national announcer talk about your team all game long. Yeah, no, that was definitely an exciting part of it to hear. Right, because, you know, your your regional announcers, at least back in the day, and I think it's still true today, they're homers. Right. They, they're going to say nice things right, about Right, you want to hear something players. honest, if exactly. you will, about your players right. of your team. Right. But do you, you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? I, I guess it's a good idea. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the solution. It's a good idea. It's all little things. I'm not saying anyone's one of the, is the solution. They tried that with Sunday Night Baseball. Our little little something here. Our national pastimes game of the week. They do have that. This not anymore. Oh, this Night was the heyday. John Miller. Joe Morgan. New York will always be known as the city that doesn't sleep. But when the Red Sox come to town, that all changes. The eye-popping, pulse-pounding pace of the day gets put on hold because the only thing that matters is beating Boston. I want to play that because we'll talk about Sunday Night Baseball in a minute, but look at the way they set the game up. They picked a game that has a rivalry or a story with Pete Rose, you know, going for the DiMaggio, and that was, you know, you can pick one one game out of all the games that Saturday and there's a story and they set up the story like a drama, like a movie. It, they don't do that in your regional game. You don't do that in your local game. Now you're doing it on national once a week at least. You've got a nice feel for this. Your team, once a year maybe, is part of a storyline that in theory the whole nation is watching. Does that not make sense? It makes sense. But again, I think it's it's a small step. I think Absolutely, but let's do the small facing. steps. Let's do these little things. You spent, you've already spent like 15 minutes of the show on, on a on a national, that's not the solution. It's it's a it's a step well, in the I'll right the, direction. Here's the problem: Sunday night baseball. I don't want night baseball. I want it during the day. Sunday night baseball. Okay, well, Do you know I, the announcers? Tell me who the announcers are. Sunday night baseball. Tell me who they are. <clears throat> okay, you got A Rod, who's a novice at best. A Rod. Okay, yep. he's okay. You got some guy Matt 
Vesurzian. You got he's, Jess- not, he's not bad, but no. But Nobody knows not- who he is. Jessica Mendoza. You Nobody know who Jessica he- Mendoza is? Nobody knows who knows who Buster you are Only. Either. You ever know who Buster Only okay, is? Everybody knows who Buster Only is. Wait, wait, he's You're a, a baseball he's a fan. Ma- magician. Who's Buster Only? Buster Only and Jessica and Jessica only. Mendoza are going to be performing on the, the Norwegian cruise tonight. The tonight. Go to the after dinner. They're going to be on the show. They're going to be spinning a. <laughs> Spinning plates on the on the on the pole. I mean, this, I don't know who these people are. Did I you, want national announcers. Did you take your medication before we went on the air? No, I didn't. <laughs> Got to remember that, man. Now here's so I right, will move on. Talk about announcers. All right, I want to I want to just listen to a little piece, and these are small clips. You know this. You know this. Excitement! That excitement! That the 1951 Giants win the the playoff against the Dodgers. Did you hear that announcer? Do you hear that these days? No. And that's a local announcer. Yeah. You don't hear any of that. No. Now let me just go through this. I'm gonna I have to go through quick. I should have made two shows out of this, honestly, because there's so much to do. But let's let's go out, l- listen to a little bit of Vin Scully and Jack Buck, two sides of the coin of Kirk Gibson's 1988 World Series home run. Listen to the way it's uh, announced. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Dodgers have won the game five to four. I don't believe what I just saw. Now, at least one of those two calls you've heard. Yes. And remember. Yes. From 1988. Right. Why? Well, the excitement, the, the, you know... The presentation, the word picture that those two classic announcers presented about the same call. I thought it was very interesting. Both are memorable. Both are national announcers or announcers that need to be promoted now and with some longevity is with teams and so forth and and advertised as part of the game. We've lost that. These advertisers, obviously, these announcers are part of the game that are making our game come alive to us while we're on the TV or the radio. Now, let me just just listen to, uh, you know, I'm going quick here, but I'm getting to a point. Here is the point of the whole thing I'm making in this section is Ernie Harwell, when he said goodbye after 30 years of announcing the Detroit Tigers, he used to paint a great word picture every every, uh, season, every game. Listen to how he announces and talks about radio and what radio is to him and to baseball. And rather than goodbye, please allow me to say thank you. Thank you for letting me be part of your family. Thank you for taking me with you to that cottage up north, to the beach, the picnic, your workplace, and your backyard. Thank you for sneaking your transistor under the pillow as you grew up loving the tigers. Now, I might have been a small part of your life, but you've been a very large part of mine, and it's my privilege and honor to share with you the greatest game of all. I don't know. It's touching to me. Sure. You could hear that. I want, I, in my fantasy, and in my 
different world. If if I lived in a counterpart, we talked about counterpart in another show, uh, and that TV show, the Stars TV show. If I had another counterpart, I would want to almost live as a Detroit Tiger fan in Michigan to hear that guy announce. Yeah, he was tremendous, uh, and not. Uh, not soon forgotten. That was 2002. My point is, look at how he talks about radio and slipping. The, did you do that at nighttime? You'd slip sure. the radio on the. You, know, you could yeah. do that these days. Yeah. You can listen to ball games on on uh, uh, MLB.com on the radio when you're going to sleep. Was to a West Coast game, whatever it might be. As a little kid, kids aren't doing it. Uh, they need, I think, to be. To, and I know we're in radio, but they need to promote radio more. Radio is a huge part of baseball. You can go on a you go on a, a trip with your family. I remember doing it in a car. For the summertime, traveling to, to Wally World or wherever, throw the ball game on. Different cities as you go along. Listen to the game. It's a pastime. It's in your background. You don't have to pay attention to it 100% of the time, but it gives you a feel. You know what's going on in the game. It's your buddy. It's your friend. It's it's And, it's, again, it's, it's lending itself to giving you, as a feeling, as a fan, some sense that I own and appreciate that game. And the person that is announcing that game. Tell me what you think. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. It's a very intimate part. I mean, even, yeah, your point about radio is is well taken because there's a lot of skill in recreating the game so that in your mind you can kind of see what's happening on the field. But as far as the familiarity, you can be a great radio announcer, but even TV, right? You put on the game every night, your home team, and you listen to the announcers. You might love them, you might hate them, but they do become part of your life. And you hearing their voice just stirs something in you, right? That ah, uh, you know, it's like here time I am. traveling. I remember I'm watching the Indians, or I'm exactly. watching the Twins, and here, here, my guys talking about it. I feel like everything's right with the yeah. world. Yeah, we'll be back right at this. Everything goes. Suppose right. you walk into a baseball field. Yeah. All right, what teams are playing? I don't That's, know. Then what are you doing in that baseball field? I don't know. You got me in here. Now get me out. Fuck. <laughs> this is everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You know, one of the best things about being an ex-big leaguer is getting freebies to the game. Call the front office, bingo. Good seats, huh? We're in the wrong seat, buddy. Come on. Oh, I must be in the front row. There we go. <laughs> Light beer for a Miller commercial. Back in the day, this is Everything Old is New Again with David Cohen, Douglas Viviani, and we're going, going through the panacea, the different things that baseball can do to survive this world and move back into the national pastime, or at least increase the TV ratings, and and build a future for this game. David? Yes, agreed. And, and that was Bob Euchre back in the day, hysterical. Everyone, if you were in the 80s, you remember, it looks like it was in the front row, and of course he was way up top, he had the wrong seats. And uh, But it was just showed a little fun. I'm trying to say that now we've gone through the announcers, we've gone through radio, we've gone through game of the week, slowing the speeding the game up a little bit, getting kids involved at, at the ballpark with uh, you know with maybe some apps and so forth, keeping score. So I mean, those are, that's where we're at there. But how you tell me? Would any when you were growing up, did you think baseball was fun? Was a job? Was in between? What what was your? Why did you watch it so much? Oh, because I couldn't believe these like guys were playing this like kids game, and they were really good at it better than I was. Right. And, and it was fun. And they had all uniforms and they were heroes and it was great. And the statistics, you wanted to oh, see someone going to beat, you know, beat Babe Ruth's record right. or whatever it might be. And uh, the the stories, the rever- the reverence that you had. Well, you know, stats, stats have just run amok with the game now. It's oh, all it's, it's uh, all about numbers. And that's I think that's a little bit it's of a the reason why why people are not interested. Too many anymore. stats. You know what you need for stats for a baseball player, for, for a hitter? Oh, don't tell me batting average and home runs and all that. Why not? That's all you need. Batting average, run scores, home runs, and RBIs. It's not I don't all you need anymore. 
anymore. I don't want to hear oh, anymore. Because the game's changed. We don't need all the other nonsense. You, you don't do if you want it. a competitive team. Yeah, No, I'm talking about talking about it as a fan. You don't need to know the OPS and memorize too many. They've become football. There's too many obsolete, nonsensical, obscure statistics. You don't need that nonsense. You need basics. That's are we get, it. Are we? Is this leading us into the fun? You took me off the. <laughs> you took me off the topic. Oh well, yeah. I think we left the fun a long time ago. But no, is this? Are we going now into like how to make the game itself better? Is this where it would? No, I'm going. I'm just yes. I'm the game experience is that the next section. No, but the game experience, not for the players, but okay. for the person that's watching and wants right. to participate in it. We need right. Bob Euchre just saying as a personality. We need some personalities that make this a fun experience to watch and enjoy the game. There's no more like Harry Carries or Phil Rizzuto's or you know who's the closest to that now. If you watch the Yankee games, is uh, Paul O'Neill, former uh, former Yankee right? in Cincinnati. He's the guy now that comes on and sort of plays the buffoonish kind of right. ha- the funny guy with the funny co- that's what's missing I think from a lot of broadcasts it's been whitewashed I mean you right. listen to one across the nation which you have the chance to do now if you want to go to uh, MLB.com you pay like four ninety five dollars a month and you can get any broadcast on the radio of any game at all, anywhere, and there's so many of them, if not all of them, are whitewashed. You can't tell one from the next. Right. There, you know, where is the personality? What happened to the personality? How about the players? There's no personality on players. How about this guy? Remember this guy? I don't know if you will. Let me see if you put this together here. We got the set in. Sunshine, fresh air. We got the team behind us. So let's play two. Wasn't exactly said in such vivants, but uh, that is uh, Ernie Banks. Back in the day, he used to say that all the time on the field and in interviews with much. He's older there. That was his acceptance speech at Cooperstown. But let's play. He was a personality people loved. Ernie Banks, the personality. Right. Reggie Jackson, you love to hate that guy, but everyone was talking about Reggie Jackson or Jackson versus Munson. Everyone was talking about the feud and the the, the Bronx Zoo. Everyone was talking about Mark Fidrich when this guy came around, right? Babe, um, talking say, to the baseball. Talking to the baseball, tremendous pitching beautifully before he hurt his arm. Bo Jackson striking out and breaking the bat over his knee. You remember that? Uh, Al Hobrowski used to, used to pitch like a mad Hungarian. The, the, he would pitch and, and, and he'd actually face his players and get pumped up and yell, yeah, let's go, guys. And he'd grab that ball and, and you know, push it into the glove now, and turn and around now, and come out at, the, at you. What do you got now, now? Now you got that Houston Astros reliever who, who punched himself in the face after he was taken out of the game and who recently uh, set, dropped an F-bomb to his manager after his manager pulled him from the game and he's since been sent down to the minor yeah, leagues. there's the personality That's the personality That's you're dealing have. with now. Well, you know, yeah. what, this is the problem, baseball. Promote these guys that are a lot of fun. What about uh, what was you're going to punch yourself in the face, knock yourself out right. at least, right? Like pass out on the field. Let's go for the full drama. <laughs> All right. How about some of the back to the announcers? You mentioned Harry Carey. Remember this? This is the last time this year. Think about it, you're at the ballpark so hearing this. Hear you. From the booth. And loud. All right, Gary. All one. All two. As he spills beer all over the guy and sitting below the booth, you know. <laughs> I could tell it was Harry Carey. Remember Jim Carrey doing the impersonations of no, Harry Carey? No, it was Will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell, right, <laughs> right, right, great. right, right. Um, Whoa, Harry Carey here. <laughs> but what, now those, uh, listen, think about it. Those Chicago Cub fans 
have been rabid baseball fans since they last won in 1908. And part of that was this experience at that ballpark with this guy announcing and, you know, the fun of it, the experience of just enjoying a day at the ballpark or listening to it. How about your? I got a little something for your buddy. Uh, your- Hi, everybody. Welcome to New York Yankee Baseball. I'm Bill. Why, why, wait a minute. A drive to deep left center, and that ball is out of here. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No? What happened? He caught it? You gotta be kidding. I know I gotta get these glasses changed. <laughs> he hits one deep to right center. That ball is out of here. The Yankees win the pennant. Holy cow, Chris Chambliss on one swing. Unbelievable. What a finish. As dramatic a finish as you'd ever want to see. Of course, that's Phil Rizzuto. He could be a goofball calling himself the wrong name in the beginning. There's Bart broadcast partner's Bill White. <laughs> he was calling himself that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, of course, you know, make a little bit of a wrong call on a home run. But then he was serious. They had a, a classic call on the 96, uh, sorry, 76 season right. when Chambliss hit the home run against the Kansas City yep. Royals, yep. and they made it to the World Series for the first exactly. time, first time in a long he time. Also called, uh, he also called uh, Maris's home run that broke uh, Mandel's record. Absolutely. That was a really great call of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to go side by side. They had, um, who announced that? Vince Scully did one. Was it Vince? I forget. It was another major announcer that was very bland, and he came alive with it. So what I'm trying to say, is that these guys are fun. They could laugh at each, themselves. They can have some fun in the booth. They were regular they guys. They could also laugh. You know, the other thing is that's lost these days is they could laugh at the mistakes that they made right. instead of like either A, pretending they didn't say something wrong, which happens a lot, right. or B, you know, excusing themselves and being real serious about why they, they said it the wrong way instead of just saying, oh man, I screwed up, you know? Right, like, look, look what he did. We had so much fun laughing yeah. 30 years later at, at Rizzuto's mistake on a home run call. Right. Everyone, now yeah, I don't, maybe I'm, they, I don't know. I might be out of my mind. I remember going to barbecues, to, to uh, times where, you know, playing baseball with the kids with wiffle ball or going in the pool. And these games were on in the background. Or you're hearing Rizzuto or you're hearing other announcers or the game of the week, whatever it might be. But especially Rizzuto and those guys, you would just you would, you would feel at home. You'd listen and if you, you'd, you'd laugh and everybody would be talking about it. You know, this announcer. And it just it was part of the world. And we have. We have whitewashed it so much that you could turn on any game and I will not. I will almost guarantee you, you would have a tough time smiling and laughing through the game. So here's the thing. We don't have a lot of time right. left, right? So you were talking off the air about how we should have done two shows about this because we try to pack too much into one. Right. I think we should have another show that talks about other possible solutions now, and, and beyond what we discussed already. Yes. So in other words, specifically about what can be changed to the game itself to make it more watchable, to have fans tune in more. Right? I'd be happy to do that. Let's do it. And let's also think about... Uh, and we'd love to hear from our listeners, too, for suggestions to exactly. how to make baseball great again. We'll send this off to uh, to, to, to the commissioner. Can communicate with us oh, yeah, at right aol.com oldnewagain at aol.com. Here's uh, a little piece of Brockmire. It's a little uh, show on... Uh, gee, what channel is it on? IFC. If you can get a chance, Hank Azera. Listen to this. It's just a little bit of a kick on, on what's going on from the entertainment standpoint of baseball. And that ball is well hit to deep right center field. That one is gone, but not forgotten. Oh, you can stick me in some kind of Italian boat because that one is gondola. 
Little popper to the left side, Newman settles under it, and Lucy puts supper on the stove, my dear, because this ball game is over. <laughs> and you know that he's just trying to capture the risotto kind of a thing, and I'm sure there's tons of tons of old time announcers that did all of those things. Where is that? Yeah. Come on, not, man. Not Stop whitewashing this. Make it fun to listen to the game and you'll get more people interested in the game. And we'll, again, talk about more things that can be done here on Everything Old is New Again. Write to us. We'll get some uh, uh, feedback on, on what we've said here. We can do it. Baseball can become hey, if you, a better and if you, experience. I promise you, if you write to us and give us a suggestion, we will air it. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Uh, unless there's more than 10. Unless we disagree with it. <laughs> right. No, 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 definitely. We'll, we'll definitely it. will do it. So communicate with us on everything old is new again. More than biz. 10. <laughs> it is more than, yeah, we'll never we get We don't 10. have much time. I can barely get you to talk. I'm talking too much here. All right, we'll be back uh, next week to continue. Everything old is new again. The America's pop culture talk show right here on your favorite radio station.